So welcome to this edition of Human Wisdom Live. And today we're going to talk about a subject that affects 10% of the population in the world, which is addiction. And my guest today is Joey Polaro, who's a human wisdom coach from New Jersey in America. And he has had his own journey, which he will talk about. So welcome, Joey. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, everybody. Thank you, Minaj, for inviting me. Um, hopefully we can share here today um, a little bit about my personal story um, of 25 years in active addiction and, and coming up on 13 years of recovery and how um, self-inquiry in human wisdom has, has helped me um, uh, find my way and, and uncover the truth. And um, Okay, so we're going to be talking about, we're going to address four questions in 30 minutes, and then we're going to open it up for discussion. One is, what are the different types of addiction? How it impacts the individual, the families, and society as, as a whole? What are the drivers in our thinking that make the human mind prone to addiction? Because after all, nobody would wish it on themselves or um, anyone they love. And lastly, once you're in that, uh, what can we do to get out of it? So those are four questions. We've got 30 minutes. And if you've got questions or comments, please keep them and we will explore them uh, when we're done. So Joey, the different types of addictions. Well, we know about alcohol and drugs, but there are so many more, right? Oh yeah, um, that just uh, that's the those are the common ones that most people think about. Um, I believe that that at some point in my life I've probably dabbled in all of them, and you know I don't want to uh, you know there's addiction to work, there's addiction to people, there's addiction to gambling, there's addiction to spending, undereating, overeating. Um, you name it, uh, <clears throat> Social media. and they all have, they, they're all destructive in their own ways. Uh, I believe equally destructive in their own ways. Um, some may be um, legal and, and possibly take a whole lot longer to destroy um, yourself and, and your personal relationships. But equally, um, I, I feel that they're, they're, they're equally destructive. Yes. In fact, Last year, I think in the United States, there were 93,000, I might be wrong, or thereabouts deaths from just drug overdoses. That's more wow, that's a, that's than a big number. all the wars that the US has fought since the Second World War. And it costs the US economy alone, by the way, it's a global problem, of course, $750 billion a year, just one country and one economy. And it affects 10% of the population, roughly. Depending on where you go, it's nine point something in different countries. So the cost to the individual, the families. Do you want to talk a little bit about the impact on families, Joey? Because they're often overlooked in terms of the you know, impact of addiction and how it affects them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could speak from both ends of the spectrum, being um, somebody who, um, you know, was in active addiction for over 25 years, and also having having family members who um, 
who are addicts who you know who have lost their lives to addiction in one form of, of another um, whether that be you know overdose suicide car accidents murder um, you name it um, how it impacts the family is I mean one way to look at it is is you know somebody you love um, who is suffering and destroying themselves and there's nothing that you could do to help them um, I, I, I can't imagine inactive, inactive addiction, addiction, this wasn't something that I ever thought about. Obviously, one of the main aspects of, of once you get gripped by addiction is, is self-centeredness. So uh, you don't do much thinking of others. But I can only imagine, you know, my parents and my, my siblings, um, my, my loved ones, um, you know, being up at night wondering um where i am whether i'm gonna whether they're gonna get a phone call whether whether i'm dead um or in jail or i killed somebody else god forbid and uh you know the impact that 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 has on them um me personally i one of one of the parts of my addiction um the main parts of my, my addiction was isolating myself pushing everybody away um being incapable of having real intimate relationships with other human beings um, no matter who they were, whether they be coworkers, um, family members, friends, lovers, uh, whatever. So it's um, it's um, it drives people away. It's it's it separates us from others. Why do you think that happens? What? Why does a person who is suffering from addiction push other people away? Hmm. Shame. Guilt, um, fear of 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 connecting with other people, um, or maybe anyone who's feeling, going to take you away from whatever it is you're addicted to, right? Uh, certainly, um, you know anybody in 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 my way um, was was getting run over um, in one form or another. So it, it's certainly a lot easier to have to keep everybody at arm's length. Um, so I can operate, <laughs> you know, do what I needed to do to get by uh, on a day to day basis. And of course, if you look at society as a whole, you know, it, the impact is felt so widely. I mean, in jails, for example, they say 80 percent of people in jails have an addiction to something or the other, you know, some addiction. Um, the accident and emergency departments in many countries, uh, their total admissions are full of people who have overdosed on alcohol or drugs or, or something. So the impact on the individual and the families and society as a whole is incalculable, right? And besides, as we said, drugs and alcohol and smoking and so on, addiction takes many forms. But what we're really here to do in this session is to illuminate what makes the human mind prone to addiction? What makes our mind, which is the most intelligent in the universe, in that sense, slide into addiction, knowing it's bad for us, but not able to stop ourselves? Right. So, you know, I love this quotation that the chains of habit are too weak to be felt until they are too strong to be broken. Could you tell us a little bit about your own story, uh, Joey, in terms of how 
it began for you and did you have an awareness that this was happening to you while you were entering that you know uh, sp addiction space um you know I, i've being somebody who um is in recovery who who spends a lot of time on um, working with others um and participating in, in communities of recovery it's it's a very individual thing mm -hmm. and, I, and it's, it's different from everybody and you'll hear every every single type of of, of story or or personal truth um, surrounding it. Um, for me, um, it was, uh, could you repeat the question? Yes, yeah, so what I wanna ask is, nobody would wake up in the morning and say, I, I'm gonna get addicted because I really, I'm looking forward to this. Okay, right, yeah, I'm, I, so I have to, I have make to someone slide into it, knowing it's a bad thing, but not able to stop themselves. Do you have an awareness this is happening, but you still have no control over it is what I wanted to ask you. Uh, I personally did not have an awareness of it. Mm -hmm. um, what I did have is um, from my earliest memories as a, as a young boy, and I, and I started drinking and using drugs um, by the age of 12, mm -hmm. um, is a very, as a deep understanding of, of how I felt about myself. Um, I always felt other than. Um, I felt separate from others. Um, I, I felt alone, surrounded by people that I love, and I don't know why. Um, I didn't grow up in a, in a, in a situation. I, I grew up with a lot of love in my house. I always got the support I needed, always got um, everything that I needed, always had a lot of friends. I did well in school. I did well in athletics. But it always had like this empty feeling inside. Um, and when I stumbled across alcohol first, um, that made it go away. Um, and so there was there at that point, it was it was really just automatic, like, you know, pleasure, pain, like you're going to you're going to go towards whatever makes you feel better. And I didn't have any other tools um, to to make me feel um, even take the edge off. And they make you know so uh, all right go ahead Julie. so i i didn't i didn't you know i did not this is this is the crazy part um I, you know i was in active addiction for for 25 years um it was obvious to everybody else but me um that i had a problem and i had been into treatment centers i had been into recovery communities i had been into detoxes i had the education um, and I, because everything, every decision that I made, um, and everything that I did was about protecting that right, my right to drink in the future, because it was the only way I knew I could get release. Right. So I did not have a point where, you know, despite overwhelming con consequences, despite, you know, legal consequences, relationship consequences, physical health consequences, it still was at the highest because it was the only thing I knew to, to give me a little bit of relief. So I didn't have any understanding of it. I didn't feel like, oh, I'm slipping into this. This is going to be bad. Or like I'm in this situation because of alcohol and, and drugs and, and my behavior and what I'm doing and what I'm not doing. There was really there was really none of that, which is why I think it's so important, um, which what, what we teach here and what Minaj's mission is, is is going within and understanding ourselves and understanding our, our, our thinking and being able to 
see how I always thought that that the way that I thought and I, I didn't have any communication skills and I, and and within my family unit there there really wasn't much of that but I always felt that like the way that I thought about myself the way that I thought about my, the world in general was that no one else thought like I did so by going within um, and asking ourselves the right questions, we start to understand that I'm like, I'm just one up. I'm just a human amongst humans. Yes. Like the person standing next to me, addicted or not, has the same fears that I do, has the same insecurities that I do. Like, I'm not some freak. You know, I thought that I was just a freak and I was scared to talk about what was going on in my mind. Yes. Um, so I, I didn't. <laughs> I just took what I needed to slow it down and just take the make everything a little bit softer and feel a little bit of a tiny bit of, of connection with others. So it's, it's um, understanding that, you know, understanding my thinking, being able to discern, um, you know, the human mind is, is, is interesting. I, it, it has many voices, just like there's addiction has many hats and to be able to identify what are the lies, you know, like, and, and, and what is the truth and where, where's the common ground? And especially when you're in addiction, it's really hard. Your mind loses its capacity even more so, doesn't it? It has no capacity to think clearly anymore. So as part of the Human Wisdom Project, what we've been doing is exploring the hidden drivers in our thinking that shape our behavior. And in relation to addiction, there are probably four or five drivers that we're not aware of. And that are common, by the way, to all human beings. So you said right at the beginning that you felt other than, you felt a lack. And one of the things the human mind does all the time is it compares. And it's not even aware that it's doing that in the background. So if I'm comparing myself to others all the time, and particularly now in the age of social media, I'm going to find... I'm going to start suffering because someone's got better in some way than I am. Right? And the second thing that happens is, so that's one factor, comparison. The other one is conditioning. I'm feeling a little bit lonely. I go to a bar. I see all these friends who are having a really good time. And they're taking, smoking some weed and drinking lots of alcohol. And they've got all the cool people hanging out with them. And I say, I want a bit of that. You know, everything gets normalized, even though alcohol is a toxin. We all know that. So I once asked a girl from a university, I said, if I gave you a bottle and I said, it said poison on the top. And I said, drink it. She said, I said, would you drink that? And she said, you know, if it made me feel better, I would. Right. So the third thing, so one is comparison. The second is how the mind is conditioned by its influences. What's normalized around us. People are drinking or smoking or taking drugs, that's normal. But the biggest reason which you've outlined is we want to escape from our suffering inside. We don't know how to deal with our own suffering and we just want to escape from it. We don't... And this suffering, by the way, can be many things, right? Could be a loss of someone you love, could be loss of a job, or um, could be comparison 
could be trauma from childhood, um, could be poverty. There's a number of reasons why we suffer. So there's probably not enough time to go into all of that. But, or stress, 80% of us are stressed, about half of us in the world are anxious. And if that gets to a certain point, we can't cope. And so we need something to deal with the pain. And that, an easy answer, as you know, is alcohol, drugs. You know, the mind is screaming. There's a fire in my brain. I want to escape. Right. So as part of the Human Wisdom Project and the Human Wisdom app, which we'll talk about in a second, we've explored many ways in which people can respond to this fire in their brain with wisdom. And the key is not to escape, to deal with the problem, as you know, head on, understand, be curious, what's going on in my thinking to make me feel this way? And that understanding allows us then fresh ways of dealing with things. And lastly, perhaps, the other big factor in our thinking is how the human mind needs to be occupied all the time. We're inherently restless inside. The most difficult thing you can tell someone is sit quietly and just look at a tree. The mind is restless. So that's why we've got our smartphone addiction or television addiction or pornography addiction or whatever it might be, gambling addiction, because the mind needs to be occupied all the time. Drugs, alcohol, by understanding these deeper drivers in our own thinking, and I don't mean it will happen just like that, but by actually being curious and going on a journey inwards, you can live with peace inside. So your need to escape from your own sorrow decreases. And if you meet a challenge in life, you can meet that challenge in a completely fresh way. Do you think any of these were operating in you, Joey? And if you'd had this understanding, would that have made a difference? Um, I'm not sure if it would made if it would have made a difference for me particularly. I, I think um, I think uh, my journey um, turned out to be a, a gift for me. Um, because have gone, having gone through what I did and, and, and all the suffering that I caused myself and others, you know, today, um, today is my, are, are my greatest strengths to, to be of service to others. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that, you know, um, there's nothing that I personally would have changed, but the, the, the reality of it is, and you mentioned that the, like most people who choose that path, the path that I went down, end up dead or in jail. Um, or something along those lines. Um, I do, I do, I do think um, that being said, um, if I would have had a, a deeper understanding of how my mind works um, and some other tools to, um, you know, manage my mental and emotional hygiene, um, which the hu Human Wisdom app offers us, um, it may have turned out, it may have turned out differently. Um, you know, my brain 
and I, I, I'm not unique to this, and I don't think addicts are unique to this. And and there's 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 obvious there's recent studies about the the negative thinking and the, the way the brain operates. And um, the the most recent study that I had read was that 80% um, of our thoughts are negative, and 90% of them are repetitive. And so, like with that lack of understanding, like where are you going to end up? You know, it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a a, a losing battle. So, you know, for me, it was, you know, alcohol and drugs and other toxic behaviors that got me outside of myself to change the way that I felt today is, is, ne is not necessarily that much different. That voice is still there. You know, that voice is, is there telling me when I wake in the morning that, you know, I'm not enough, you know, there's not enough time, there's not enough energy, there's not enough money, there's not enough love, there's not enough help. It's there. The, the difference is, is from through self-inquiry and, and through, I, I'm able to identify that, become aware of that, that voice and shift my perspective and change the way I feel in different ways um, through my, my physiology. You know, it could be exercise or breath work um, through what I'm paying attention to, through being of service to others, through practicing gratitude. Um, all these, you know, all these ways are, are, are ways that I change the way I feel every day all day instead of picking up a drink or picking up a drug or or over sexing or going out and, and spending or or gambling and all these other toxic ways that destroy me and others yes. um along the way yes. um so um yeah that's what i think so i think maybe it's a good time to just pause and show people the human wisdom app briefly and then we'll come back and i want to end by asking when we are in addiction, someone is caught up in it, what advice would we have for someone who's in that position? But let me begin by just sharing with you all. Um, can, can I? Can yes, I of course, it? Maria. Yes. Please oh, thank you. <clears throat> uh, thank you. I just, uh, you know, I discovered that it, just as you were saying, Joey, that um, many people are the step before addiction is uh, what I call kickers. And many people are into kickers and kickers is a way to, you know, you feel some discomfort and you're trying to avoid that discomfort. So you find a, a kicker uh, and it's, you know, everything that you, you talked about, you know, it can be easy as coffee or, uh, other uh, like smoking but it's also alcohol and and uh, sex and and shopping and uh, over socializing and you know feeling importance of others and and like borrowing lots of money because you feel like you're it's meaningful or um so we have like a, a smorgasbord <laughs> of lots of different uh, kickers. And when, when you get into the kickers more, it becomes addiction and, and you get sort of stuck. Yes. But I honestly, I, I think I have a personal theory that every single human being has an addiction or a kicker. I mean, every, every person has a kicker yes. or several. Yes. Uh, and so it's and I think that's important to to see and to realize because it's not like uh, the other is the addiction and I'm you know I'm free I'm clear I don't I don't have any problems 
because we all have kickers. Yes. And it's, everyone it's really... is prone to it. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. The mind is prone to addiction. But if you have this, if you live with this deeper self-understanding, you mm -hmm. can avoid it and perhaps yeah. uh, more easily overcome it. So this is the um, Human Wisdom app. It's on the desktop or on Google Play. It's at humanwisdom.me. And what I want to point out is that um, there are a number of different sections, but uh, many of them go into the details of why the mind does what it does. Because nobody deliberately sets out to become an addict. The main thing to realize is unconscious. The person who becomes an addict has no control over it or very little control or understanding or awareness of why it's happening. So we talked about conditioning. So there's a whole module on conditioning, how the mind compares, um, how it's reactive to circumstances, how it operates from self-interest um, and how we have this deep inner boredom, which we don't know what to do with. And it's the sense of, wanting to escape from it that causes us, drives us to addiction. Uh, the need for pleasure, the human mind has a need for pleasure. And every time you get something and you feel better, next time you need it to be bigger and better. So more alcohol, more drugs, you know, that's what drives us to addiction. But we also have a whole module on addiction and it covers all the things we've talked about and more. Um, so how do we deal with emotional pain, for example, in a way that is intelligent, wise, and healthy? And if we all had this understanding and this skill, we could avoid addiction. And imagine the difference that would make in the world. Um, and so that's um, it in a nutshell. And I'll leave users to um, explore that for themselves. But Joey, let's go back to the last question, um, which I want to explore with you, which is once you're in, caught up in addiction, and suppose you have an awareness of it, right? So as you say, you may not have an awareness, but suppose you do, what tips can we offer someone who's in that situation? Somebody who is wrapped up in addiction has an awareness of it and has a desire to to stop and stay stopped. Yes. Um, <clears throat> what tips? <laughs> well, the it's first really one is just to be aware of it, right? You have an awareness that you are, as you say, that in itself is a big step. I have an addiction and I need some help. Yeah, I mean that that's always the first step. There 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 needs to be, you know, there needs to be an awareness. Um there needs to be a a desire to change. Um I I think uh one of the things um is to create a um a vision for yourself of a of a compelling future. Um so you are moving towards something. Um so you have a goal um you know you have to have some sort of belief that there's something better out there. Um, you know, it's um, asking for help. Um, there, there are a lot of resources out there. Um, you know, obviously this is a, this is a big deal. It's killing a lot of people. It's continuing to grow um, and, and being able to ask for help. Um, 
getting into community um, with with people with you know uh, similar problems and, and a common solution um, is 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 also really big. You know the the problem the problem lies is 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 we need to find other ways to change the way that we feel. Yes. You know, so th- those are the big, biggest tips. And, and on the human wisdom app, it offers us some of those things. You know, it, it takes us into, um, you know, gives us techniques and tools and exercises to, um, to reduce stress, um, to reduce anxiety, to, to be more mindful and to be more present, um, to, um, to um, you know, uh, compa- not, not to compare ourselves with other people, but to look where we're alike instead of different. Um, these are some of the tools that, 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 we, that is offered within the Human Wisdom app. Um, for me, the, 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 the grenade um, that you could throw at this thing is, and, and I think a huge part of, uh, of human suffering lies in, in, in the, uh, the lack of, of being able to, to see of gratitude. Gratitude is, is, is for me, my number one most important tool um, is is to is to be practicing gratitude and you know gratitude is something that um, is always available to us I believe it's a higher force uh, but I also believe that we have to actively plug into gratitude that means we need to direct our mind to be paying attention to you know you know what what are what are our what are our blessings you know what are our strengths um, part of an addict mind is always looking for you know where we fall short and how we're not enough. So like even a subtle shift of looking at, you know, what we're doing well, um, you know, what are some of our strengths? What are, what are some of our virtues? Um, you know, what, what things that we have that, that we take for granted um, that many other people in the world don't have. So gratitude is a, is a, is a huge tool. Um, minds like that, Joey, right? So, I mean, not just the addicts, the person who's addicted, but every human being yeah. is what we all, we take what we have for granted. And do you know why that is? It's really interesting because the mind compares what it sees with what it knows, right? And because of its inner boredom, it's always looking for stimulation. It's always looking for the new. So if it sees something it already knows, it doesn't create a stimulation. It's got to be new. So that's why we take what we already have for granted because the mind is comparing and it always wants to be stimulated, which is why stillness, breathing, nature meditations, a journaling exercise, all of those things which result in the mind becoming calmer and more still can help. So let me just summarize. Sorry. sorry. No, no, I just wanted to summarize the things you mentioned to have a vision for your own life to join, to get professional help, to realize that when you're caught up in an addiction, your mind doesn't have its own capacity anymore to heal itself, to join communities of support. And as you said, practice gratitude. Um, Those are some of the things that uh, we can do. Of course, moving away from the thing you're addicted to is an obvious, uh, obvious part of it, but it needs to be done gradually and with professional help. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's really interesting. I I don't know what gets somebody to that point where they had enough and they want to try something different. 
Um, I, I, I really don't. It's, it's, um, you know, I, I've seen, I see people and, and I've done it myself, just continue to des destroy themselves, even with the knowledge that there's another way. Um, so I, I think for me, a big part of understanding how my mind operates and, and, and my ego, like I, all this stuff, all these behaviors and all this thinking was all subconscious and I had no awareness of it. Yes. What I know today, and I and being 13 years in recovery, having done a lot of inner work um, on myself over the years, my brain still operates the same way. It's, it's I autom and this is where the comparing comes in. I automatically positions myself when I walk into a room, or I or I you know I meet some with somebody on Zoom or whatever it is I'm doing. I'm in the grocery store. I'm looking around, and my brain is already putting things in position. I'm either inferior to that person or superior to that person um it's never like in the middle somewhere mm -hmm. and i never had an awareness that that's what my mind was doing and what that does is that keeps me separate and you know the addiction um i think the opposite of is addiction is connection and in order for me to connect with you i need to be able to to find common ground with yes. with you yes so the human wisdom project and this deeper understanding of ourselves is like learning to swim. Every human being who wants to learn to swim can do so. It's not an intellectual exercise. You don't need a degree to be wise. You just need to get in the water and start swimming. You need to begin the journey of looking and learning about yourself. And the more you do that, the more you realize you're the same human being as everyone else. And what the Human Wisdom app is trying to do is to make it easier, make this journey easier for you. So think of it as a life companion, as someone who can just, who's with you all the time to help you take this journey inwards, learn and understand yourself. And as you said, it can avoid this hell of addiction, which affects 10% of the world's population and causes just so much heartache, and which is completely avoidable. Do you know, all the attention is spent on the war on drugs or, or it doesn't work, right? Wherever there's a demand, there's, there's going to be filled in one way or another. Okay, so we've had a really interesting 30 minutes and I'd love to open the conversation now to our guests and if there are any comments or questions anyone might have. Yes. Um, Maria, do you have anything more to add on that? No, but I, I would like to practice gratitude. Ah. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. Thank you very much for sharing. And I, you know, I just love the human wisdom and what you are creating. And we are looking at all of this exactly the same way. It's a... Uh, uh, and, and I also, the only thing I would like to add is, is a bit what I said earlier, that to not to alienate ourselves to say that I'm not addictive uh, because we all have different kickers, yes. no. <laughs> at least. And, yes. uh, and it's, it's a matter of seeing, you know, what, what am I trying to avoid right now? And, um, yeah. and being able to deal with that. Yeah. 
So if I can leave everyone oh, with one tip on dealing with sorrow, it's to be with, without any thought or language coming in. It's like you're with uh, your hunger or your thirst. Just be with that feeling without moving from it. And it just dissolves because all suffering is kept alive by our thinking. There is no sorrow without thinking. And if you can meet sorrow without thinking, just being with, it dissolves. And on the app, there is a whole section on how to look without language, how to meet emotional pain, uh, probably more than time than we have to go into here. So that's one thing that really comes up for me. And as you said, Sukhwinder, too, work can be an addiction because it's an escape from our own inner emptiness and inner boredom and what am I going to do, in, you know, and so on. So all those things. So as Maria said, all our kickers, whether it's coffee or work or drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever it might be, gambling, all of these things are an escape from. And what we have to explore and be curious is what are we escaping from? What is going on in our thinking that makes us want to escape from that? And that's what the human wisdom approach offers is a set of tools to go inwards, to understand your inner spaces, to be at peace inside. So the need to escape diminishes and therefore the cycle of addiction can be avoided. Are there any other comments or questions? Otherwise, um, yes, so now, yes, please. Do. Yeah, yeah with, the, with the Human Wisdom app, what age would you say it, it, you know, is, is good to start from? I think our testing has shown 15, 15 year olds understand okay. Uh, okay. I work with children, by the way, and they understand it. Eight and nine-year-olds okay. understand it, you know, because the core of it is the understanding the nature of pleasure. See, the mind wants to escape from its own reality, and it does that through finding pleasure. So I ask children, listen to this story and see how beautiful their minds are. And I said, you get a Christmas present how long does the pleasure from that last? And they say, not long. As soon as I open the present or maybe a day or two and it's done. How do you feel when the pleasure ends? And they say, we feel restless, bored, empty. 10-year-olds, by the way, huh? And then I say, okay, what do you need? What does the mind need to do next? And they say, well, we need to repeat that pleasure. But I said, how is it different this time? Oh, it needs to be bigger and better. Right. So the teacher who was in the room with them said, I've got 176 pairs of shoes. And I'm looking for my next pair. That's she's very proud of this fact. By the way, all this is unconscious. We're not being critical of anyone. We're saying that we're exploring how the mind works. So if we can make our peace with our own inner boredom and our suffering and find a fresh way of dealing with that, then all of this can be avoided and met with in a different way. And that's what we're trying to do with human wisdom.
um, any other comments and then or, or questions? Okay. Well, Joey, thank you very much for your time and all our guests this afternoon. And uh, if you want to see the work we're doing at the Human Wisdom Project, the website is simple, it's humanwisdom.me. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at some of our other events. This podcast comes to you from the Human Wisdom Project. To find out more about all the things we've discussed today, please visit our website, humanwisdom.me. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.